What's up, baby? You got this, baby. <laughs> you can do it. Hi, everybody. Hi. We're in bed together. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a whole lot of places in my house to... Um, I don't have a whole lot of awesome backgrounds in my house to do a podcast. And so it was my idea to do a little bed in today. <laughs> okay. So we've done this home and home series at my place. So we figured we were going to do it when I was here. Best part about it is though, is, is this is kind of what we do. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, we don't, we don't leave the bed a whole lot when we're together. I mean, wink, wink. Well, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, She's insinuating. But the, it, I am. <laughs> but we do get up. We do do things um, like cook dinner. Sure. And then we. And then we come right back. It's just comfy. It's it's just comfy. It's chill. It's a nice, cool, chill space, and I like it. Also, this is by far and away probably the most comfortable spot in my home. Hundred percent. So. Um, yeah, and for all the people who are just listening to the podcast, we're in our bed right now, kind of like a, a, a Yoko and John kind of situation right now. That's right. We're doing a little bed in here. Um, so, yeah, so we're going <laughs> to we were just join us and hang out with us in bed today. <laughs> That's basically it. Uh, this is episode nine of the However Far Away podcast. We have decided to do this from our bed, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. We're just going to kick it with you guys. We're going to do what we normally do and just talk about shit that's inane and unimportant, but actually kind of pertinent. So that's what we're going to do today. How are you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm a little annoyed that I got to go home tomorrow. Um, yeah. That just, that sucks. I'm a little annoyed about this work thing that happened earlier today, but that's just work stuff that I'm holding on to because I'm a perfectionist and it's, it eats me alive. But other than that, I'm going home tomorrow and that just pisses me off. Womp, womp. Well, it makes me mad, too. Sure. Well, not mad, but sad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a good trip. Yeah, it's been a super cool trip. It's been super low-key. The weather's been awesome. It's been cold. It's been snowy. It's been sunny. It's been windy. It's ha I've had all of the things. So I'm really happy that I got a little bit of uh, a little bit of winter revival. I kind of need that every every now and again. And I'm glad that I got to spend my birthday with you and Valentine's yeah. Day with you. So let's talk about that. Um, happy Valentine's Day to uh, all of you lovers out there. Happy Galentine's Day to all of you those who shoot the finger at the lovers out there. That's right. And um, if you don't partic participate in Valentine's Day, I don't fucking blame you because it's a Hallmark Day anyway. So. Yeah, but it's nice to have something to, to look forward to every year. That's you know? true. It just so happens that Valentine's Day is the day after your birthday. That's right. Yeah. So I get a lot of, com well, it's not as bad as your birthday because your birthday is like three days after Christmas. Right. So I've got to imagine you, you've you gotten combined gifts every once in a while. Yeah. It's the same for me. Like I, I had a, um, I had a just kind of accidental like heart collection going on as a kid because like, you know, my grandma every year would buy me like a little heart dish or a little like jewelry holder, a little heart-shaped jewelry holder. So I just kind of started like amassing all of this like heart shit, um, which I finally parted ways with like quite a while ago. <laughs> but, but <laughs> clearly that was that was because they were buying gifts around. Exactly. Yes, day. but it was like the combined. Oh, here's your birthday and Valentine's Day. Yeah, 
I, with that logic, I would have expected that I would have come up with like some some rad, like weird Santa Clauses and and, and stuff. But <laughs> nope, nope. But yeah, so um, birthday was great. Thank you for getting me that day at the spa. That was. When was the last spa day you'd had before your birthday? I've never had a spa day. Like going to the spa, being totally pampered. No, never. Mm -mm. I've had massages. I've had massages, but the last massage I had, I was, um, I was, I was pregnant. I was probably like early pregnancy, and when you're pregnant and you get a massage, they have to be very, very careful. Um, you know, hitting like pressure points and all that business because I suppose you could go into early labor if, you know, one of those pressure points is hit and it induces labor. Um, so, but she was very, very worried about that. So it was really more kind of like she was just like rubbing lotion on my skin. <laughs> and that, that was that was count. five or six years ago. So yeah. this was a this was like a legit massage dude. She was digging into me and it was painful in in the most awesome way possible she get in there with her elbows she jump up oh on yeah you. oh yeah knees and hips and and like world wrestling Federation she did moves. it right she did it right i was a little worried when i saw her i'm like well you're teeny tiny <laughs> and uh but she she was tiny but mighty <laughs> mighty mouse dude you get up there you just you start crushing shit that's yeah. that's the way now i'm, I'm not a, a, a purveyor of the massage lifestyle so um it, a purveyor of the massage lifestyle. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not big into getting massages. Oh, you're not in the scene. Nope, I'm not in that. You're scene. not in that scene. I'm not in that scene. It's not. It's not that I don't like getting rubbed down. That's cool. It's just it's a very intimate kind of a thing for me, and I understand that maybe it's a it's a mental block, and I, I will I will probably need to get past that. But I think a I think there's a lot of people out there, um, especially men, who are are like you. Where it's just they they kind of see it as like a um, you know, a sexual thing. It's far too intimate, you know. But I think I think for me, it's not that it's it's sexual. It's vulnerable. There's a vulnerability there that that you know somebody like me who's struggled with body image issues for his entire life. It's like it takes a long time to feel trust in those kinds of spaces. I'm not going to roll into a pseudo public place, disrobe and have a stranger put their hands on me. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're in a room and they, right. you know, it's just you and the masseuse and they've seen every possible body right. shape there could be. And it's, you know, it's, they're a professional. You always have to walk in going, look, these, this is what these people do. Well, look, it's, it's just like the doctor having to check your prostate. You, you, you snap it, you whip it, you stick it and you go, all right, you're cool. <laughs> Same situation, right? Only this time you're kind of working out your yeah. muscles rather well, than I your think, muscle. I think if you have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it caught right, up. right, 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 right. Um, I think if you had one, you would probably enjoy it. That's the other thing that scares me is that I know I will really like it. Yeah. And then you would be, you would be part of that scene. I have yeah. to do it all the time. The second reason I'm, I'm, I'm not really down for massages and I'm a big wuss, super wuss. Right. If, yeah. You've mentioned that. If small but mighty had rolled up and started doing whatever it was that she was doing to you, I would have been screaming in pain. Right. But here's the great thing. You can ask them to not do that. You know, the, the the pressure that they that they give is up to you. 
Yes. Because you could go, ah, fuck, that fucking hurts. Stop it. Ah. And then she'd be like, oh, sorry. All right. Shit. And then inside her mind, she's going, this bastard's paying this money for me to just rub him down. Going, what a wuss, yeah, man. What a- <laughs> Guess he just wants me to rub lotion on him. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. Sport <laughs> rub. That's it. Okay, great. Give me $200 and get the fuck out. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad that your experience at the spa was awesome. That makes me really happy. It was. Thank you so much. Would you like to plug the place that you got this? Uh, The Mandarin Orient Hotel in Boston. Their spa is um, is bougie. It's it's like hoity-toity business. It was gorgeous and um, (laughs) clean. (laughs) Always a plus. I mean, I, it, I, I noticed that stuff. Um, no, it was, it was a fantastic experience. Um, if you find yourself needing massage in Boston, I highly recommend that spa, the Mandarin Orient hotel. Oh, the hotel's gorgeous too. It's beautiful. Um, there's a Gordon Ramsay restaurant there that I would very much like to try. There's a, there's a restaurant across the street called the Atlantic fish company. Is that right? Yeah. We went there for my birthday one year. Yeah. And that was really, really nice. We didn't get a chance to go this year, but uh, that, that's also really good. So if you're downtown Boston, both of those are A+, and we highly recommend them. Yeah. I walked around, got a little cold stone, um, tested my lactose intolerance theory, which I think is pretty accurate at this point. Um, walked to, you know, through the, what is that concourse? Is like a mall there, some, some whatnot? So, I, yeah, it's an inside mall. I think it's, I think it's Copley. I don't know. I, I think d- you're right. Yeah. I've sadly I've I've lived in this area for eight years now and I still don't know a whole lot about Boston. Yeah, but we don't do malls in general anyway, so it's not like we're gonna look at that and go, ha ha, we've gotta go to the mall. That yeah, I, I kind of avoid malls. For sure. It was uh, a little bit chilly at times though. So walk through. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's the great thing about inside malls is it's inside. <laughs> Yeah, it's necessary cool. in the winter time yeah. in Boston. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Get out of the, the the wind for a minute. But I watched some kids do some do a little bit of skateboarding. Try to take you know some video without looking like a creeper, and that didn't work. So I just stopped. <laughs> you didn't tell me you tried to do that. I did. I, I tried, and it just it was just not good. Um, but that was cool. It, it did little people watching, just you know watching folks uh, you know, run around. It was it was about fifty degrees in Boston that day, which for mid February I guess is is a godsend. So there were so many people running and, and jumping and frolicking in the air and, and you know doing every things and, like if there's like a I mean that's warm. That's like a that's like an early spring day. It right. was really gorgeous. Was so beautiful. everybody you know in this area, if you have those days in the wintertime. Everybody goes outside. Yeah. It's like take advantage of it while you can, because you know it's not going to be like that forever. Um, it's it's going to revert back. It already did revert back to absolutely horrid yeah. conditions. Yeah, was it yesterday? It was like you know nineteen degrees and and spitting snow at us. No, it was the day before. Yeah, the wind chill factor was like two. It was like two degrees. It was two. When that wind hits you, dude, like yeah, that's that's. Beefy. If I had balls, they would go right up. Um, my balls went right up so it happens but thankfully using layers it's all good i got that worked out yeah. i've got that down so that's it's it's old hat at this point but that wind bites you and it doesn't bite you in a good way it's bad news yeah. so that's been our, our valentines and birthday shenanigans and and whatnot and it um all good things must end so tomorrow i have to uh fly back cross country do the thing and and yeah so we we 
are on the back end of another trip. And I always manage it a little bit differently. This time I'm just like, I, I, I'm just like, grr, just not happy with it at all. But I'm managing. I'm, I'm holding my shit together. Yeah, I mean, I can tell something's wrong. I I'm mean, just, it's always the, the 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 day before one of us leaves. It's always. I mean, we've talked about this. Yeah. How it's just it gets a little quiet. You know, you know what's on the horizon. You know what we have to do, and it fucking sucks. Well, I start thinking about all the things that I wanted to do while I was here. Things that we didn't do, not because it, you know, we we failed in any way, but we just did other things. You know, and I think. Oh wow! You know, am I missing an opportunity? Am I? Am I? You know, am I going to regret not being able to do that thing? Right. So I start thinking about that and kind of going over in my head. Well, all right. So I've got you know twenty six hours before I've got to get on a plane. What is it that I absolutely must do? So I, I go through those lists in my mind, and they're all checked off. I'm not saying that there's ever anything that that says, "Oh shit, I didn't get that done." All the good things have happened. It's just I want to cram more good stuff in those last few hours. Well, it's it's never enough time. No. It's, it's you know, the days with you just fly by. I did notice that, that this trip, we were, we were very much, we were more, I, I, I want to say natural, I want to say normal, but very much like if we were cohabitating. It was just... This trip, we were we just we dropped right into regular cohabitation mode. It was super slick, super easy, um, joking around, just kind of being ourselves. Just like, okay, here's what we got. We're not going to spend 36 hours fawning over each other because we know we've got plenty of time. But at the same time, it's like, hey, I'm really appreciating you being here. It was a little bit different dynamic this time. Yeah, I can see that. It was like there wasn't. Um... The, maybe the urgency that there usually is to like cram everything in. Why do you think that was? Well, first of all, um, uh, there were only two weeks in between these last two trips. That's so I, I think we weren't like, um, I mean, I always miss you when you're not here, but I, I had just seen you. Right. You know, <laughs> you're not as hard up emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's like, all right, cool. I can kind of feed off of that momentum. But it's also just like sometimes I just need to know that you're in the same house as me. You know what I mean? I don't need to be all up on your business or anything. And I was the one that, that this time around, I was the one that was being really emotionally needy, right? So you're in your space well, doing not, your... Not, not, not to like a irritating degree by any means. No. I tried really hard not to be irritating. Well, you succeeded, but I don't, I, I, I mean, even it, it, you didn't have to, you know, reel it in for me or anything. No, but at the same time, I, I also understand that when, when we, and I, I use the royal we, when we have emotional needs for our partner, right? There's one thing to ask for that thing. There's another thing to know whether or not you're going to get it. But tertiarily, it's recognizing that you can't dictate what you're getting from your partner at all times. So... In this particular case, knowing that I was being emotionally needy this time around, it's on me to find ways to get that validation without coming to you and going, I need you to validate me right now because I'm feeling emotional, <laughs> you know, low key. You know what I mean? So it's on me to manage. That would just be, it would be like any, any regular relationship when you're with your partner every day, you're not going to them every day going, do you love me today? Right. 
yeah. hey, compliment me today. I mean, do, yeah. do you want to? You, you, you want to snuggle for three hours, right? I mean, and so what? What? What we're doing? Well, yes to that last one. <laughs> well, of course, of course. What you don't love me today? Is that what you're saying? Well, the other two no, things? No, you said yes oh, to the last. Oh shit! Thing, I take it back. Okay. Yes to everything. But you see, but you see what I mean, right? Those those kinds of things can cause a little bit of tension that you don't recognize until you step back and go, "Oh shit." That's what I've been doing this whole time. And it's not tension between, it's tension within. Mm -hmm. And that's different. It, it changes the way we interact with each other when we have that internal tension, which in turn starts to exacerbate external tension because wait a minute, something's off. Yeah. Something feels weird. And again, not to say that this trip was off or felt weird. It's just I recognize that that this juncture in my life, I was I, I was needing a little more a little a little more um, you know, emotional feedback than I normally require. Now, I'm not gonna go into why that is. There are reasons for this that I, I'm absolutely not going to discuss. But knowing that they're there is the first it's, it's the first step in making sure that it doesn't cause friction or it doesn't take over your life. And uh, let me backtrack a minute. There's nothing going on between us. There's nothing bad that's happening here. There are external factors that are always taken into consideration in every relationship. Some things you can control, some things you can't. And this particular one, I can't control it. Really bums me out. Really, really, really makes me sad. So I have to, I have to kind of compartmentalize that for a second, manage the rest of my life around that thing. But that doesn't mean that I'm not always fucking thinking about it. Sure. It's always there, but I can't put you in a position of having to compensate for that either. That's not fair. No, but I think it's okay to ask me to, you know, be that person Absolutely. for you to lean on, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but a, a relationship like ours, that's implied, right? When you, of course, when yeah. you have a, yeah. a, a nice, strong, communicative relationship, the, the, it's, it's implied that when I'm going to have bad days or weeks, and I'm going to lean a little more. And when I'm going to lean a little more, you're going to feel that and you're going to automatically adjust. It's when I sit down and say, hey, I'm going through a really rough emotional time right now. I need some extra emotional attention is when that that. That, that siren goes off is okay. My partner needs me. Of course. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the things that are happening, you know, they affect me as well. Not, not on, not on the, the level, you know, not on the level you're feeling it, but I definitely like it's affecting me too. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes it, you just, it's been nice to kind of be in the same room and kind of, be feeling it together rather than, you know, having to do it alone. Some things don't have to be spoken. I think there's something to be said for having an unspoken understanding of, hey, this is what we're dealing with right now. I'm not going to fucking beat this to death. This is a right. Thing. Well, it's also like, look, this fucking sucks. We can't do anything about it. We can talk about it until the cows come home, but that's not going to do any good either. So let's just sit in this together and be. That's it. And we're not going to necessarily move on. We're, we're not necessarily going to wallow, but we're going to sit in it together and we're going to manage it. And that's, that's the best that you can do sometimes. It's really all you can do. So, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's been a somber trip, but it's definitely no. been like, it's been, um, quiet. 
on on a lot of levels. That's okay. Yeah. It's really all right. We had your birthday plans. We had uh, we've got plans with friends tonight for dinner and and just chilling with each other. That's really all all I wanted to accomplish. Yeah. On this trip, so I'm I'm heading home tomorrow back to um, what is now a hot Southern California. <laughs> it's going to be such a drastic change. <laughs> Ridiculous. Get on a plane and it's four degrees. Get off the plane and it's 82. Oh, God. I'm a bit envious about that, though. I know. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm not sure when I'm going to be out there again. It's three or four weeks, right? I, I think it's three or four weeks. I got to look at the calendar. Okay. Let's um, see what that ends up being. Well, I'm definitely, I'm looking forward to that sunshine again for sure. By that point, you're going to need it like, whoa. Oh, God. I need it right now. But yeah, you're right. Um, it doesn't really start kind of like thawing out and getting warm. Um, here. Have you used your, your sad lamp at all this year? <laughs> my sad lamp? Yeah. The, the, my light therapy? Yeah. No, I haven't actually. Um, I should. I just, I haven't. I, Seasonal affective disorder is real people. It happens. And yeah. it's called a sad lamp if you've got one of those things. And they're cool. <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Can I start calling it like the sad bastard lamp? Of course you can. Yeah. Um, it does help. You're supposed to, it's, I mean, it's just this, it's this bright ass lamp that, um, you're supposed to, you know, put on and sit within like three to five feet of it, um, 15 to 20 minutes a day. And it, it does, it really helps kind of like lift your spirits, lift your mood. Um, there's, you know, the, this time of year in, in New England, that sun hangs really, really low on the horizon yeah. and it always feels like it's five or six in the evening. Um, and the, that lack of kind of sun and vitamin D and, and, and the warmth you get by, by being able to go outside, you start to miss it. Um, and so this, I mean, I'm sure most of you have heard about light therapy. Um, I know in Sweden, they have these like, um, it's, it's, it's like, it's therapy rooms that you can go to where you can sit with other people and you are just, it's like engulfed in this light seriously um and it's because i mean i i've heard that the the uh the you know the suicide numbers in scandinavia go drastically up in the winter time because imagine I mean, that yeah that would be um tough. so there's there's those like it's like therapeutic light rooms that you can go to, go into it's is that it's pretty like, interesting. Is that like that observation deck on that movie sunshine where they all go in there <laughs> and they're, they're looking at the sun because they're tripping out that would be dope i want that that would be dope that would be cool. <laughs> but yeah. Well, let's um let's pivot to a different topic okay, here. Let's go. Um we were talking about um early it was funny because earlier we were we were discussing like you, you know what what let's do a podcast. Okay, what do we what do we want to talk about? Shit, I don't know. Um and you mentioned something that I had been I had actually thought about yesterday, which is very very strange because this is like a it was a random thought that just popped into my head, but you you said something like, you know, let's talk about like um, what it's like being far apart and having to worry about if something happens to one of us, mm -hmm. uh, be it illness, um, you know, some sort of accident, death, you know, like there, there's a sense of kind of helplessness being so far apart from each other with that. I know there was, um, I think in 2020, you had had some kind of um, worry about 
heart issues. You were having a couple panic attacks and yep. went to the went to the hospital one time, and I just like. Uh, that sucked for me. I couldn't because I couldn't be there to help you. Right. You know, I wanted to be the one to take you to the doctor and sure. pick you up and all that business. And and um, while I was, you know, felt fortunate that you had people there to help you. For me, I just kind of felt like, well, that's my job, right. and I can't do it because I'm so far away. Um, and there is that kind of sense of helplessness that comes along with being so far away. I, like I worry about that stuff, you know, what too. happens if something happens to you and, um, and I can't be there for you. That's a, a big concern for me too. Especially as we get older. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and look, it's, you know, we'll, two or three years we'll, we'll, we'll be able to kind of, put this to rest, this sure, worry to rest. There's, that's a pretty large gap that we've got to bridge right now. Yeah. Yeah. Especially not being married, right? Not being legally able to call up a doctor and say, Hey, how is she doing? Right. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no document saying that I'm, you know, I'm responsible for you. It's, it's one thing to break your leg in a bicycle accident, go to the emergency room, be there for six hours while they take care of you. And you're on the phone with your person going, Hey, this is what happened. It's another thing to be in a coma and not know, or to have your person not know what's going on. Yeah. And that's, that's not meant to be, I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, a downer. I'm not trying to be morbid, but this is the reality of life folks. I'm, I'm in my late forties and we got to start thinking about how are we going to handle shit like this? Mm -hmm. Right. How are we going to handle you know, end of life stuff. We got to start thinking about those kinds of things. If we haven't thought about them already, it's it's time to really say, hey, what do you want done? Yeah. Hey, what happens in these kinds of cases? So we st I started thinking about how we handle those kinds of medical emergencies. And, and for anyone listening to this, legitimately, this is the first time we've ever talked about this. We Yeah, I mean I've 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 broached the subject in the past, but it's it's you know And we've, we've always just said, you know what, it's gonna handle itself, it'll work out, we'll make sure that we've got, you know, each other has you know information. But right. This is the first time that we're talking about, hey, how do we want to handle this? So I think first things first, there needs to be some sort of notification that says if I'm incapacitated, here's who you need to call. Here's, here's the note. So think of it like a life alert bracelet, right? In, in case of emergency, break glass, call this person. There's got to be a way to notify the authorities. This person needs to be oh, contacted. Well, you know, on your phone, you can you can assign an emergency. Like, you're my emergency right. contact on my phone. So if, you know, if you need to just look up, like, who do I call for an emergency? Assuming they can get into my phone. There's the other thing. Um they'll be able to say that, you know, call you. Right. But that only works if we're in the same vicinity. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, well, hold on. So you bring up a good point. If I'm your emergency contact and you're in a, let's let's just, let's use a, a bike accident, right? right. You're, you're on your bike, you, you fall and you, you hit your head. You're out for the count right now. They're going to call me and they're going to say, hey, you're Sarah's emergency contact. We're letting you know that she's in the hospital. This is what's going on. 
Now, am I their first contact or are they going to contact your ex-husband? Are they going to contact your children? What's the expectation there? I mean, we have to figure this out, you know, we have to. The other thing is, you know, I was, I, I think about like, um, you know, the, the situation we're in with dealing with, you know, um, the, the personalities and characters that we are and kind of the, uh, behind the scenes stuff, you know, I'm concerned that, um, say you died tomorrow, you know, and, and arrangements needed to be made. Right. Um, I'm worried that I'm going to be completely left out of that stuff, you know, with helping with that, helping with planning a celebration of life for, you know, so for me, it, I would feel a little more comfortable <laughs> if there was something in writing saying, hey, look, Sarah needs to be involved From in me. this shit. Yeah. I'm, I, I, yeah. Should, I, should, I need to put something in writing that says, in case of emergency, break glass. This something is who like to contact. That, you know, this it, is how. I think it needs to be understood that if something were to happen to you, I need to be involved. Is that as is that as easy as sending emails out to people that need to know? Or is that something that you've got on your phone that says, hey, this is what I want done? Well, How I mean, you know, there could be I mean, if you wanted to if you wanted to do the actual paperwork and the it's called an, an advanced directive. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. You um, it's part of your will. You know, you say, hey, I want to be, you know, cremated or buried or, you know, Tibetan. Tibetan sky funeral. sky funeral or something. But, you know, you say like, um, you know, contact this person or I, you know, I want to, I want to party or blah, 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 all that That's business. A Tibetan sky burial. I want to make sure I get that right. I don't want to be offensive. It's a Tibetan sky burial. I said funeral. That was my bad. Oh, yes. I just want to be correct with that. Which is badass and everybody should uh, look it up. Oh my God. Well. Don't look that up. Don't look at the images. Just right. read about it. Just like read, Wikipedia. It. It. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's a, an amazing <clears throat> concept. Anyway. Anyways. So my thought is um, maybe you could write something and sign it and give it to like a good friend to hold on to because I don't want it in my possession because I don't want to be accused of faking it <laughs> you know like we like sure. <laughs> it's shitty that these are things that we have to think about but they're things that we have to think about yeah something happens i'm out right i can't i can't communicate i need to have some sort of document that outlines this is this is where we need to go to get things done I would, yes, an advanced directive does that. Should I have to have one in order for those wishes to be followed? Um, yeah, you should. I mean, it, it, I, it, it, it's always good to have those things spelled out. So, you, you know, you're not leaving your loved ones um, in a lurch trying to figure out what you want right you know what i mean yeah because we don't want that interesting what are you thinking i'm thinking that that your situation would be a whole hell of a lot easier than mine oh yeah i know that <laughs> 
it's a different story on my end, and that's okay. Yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is, you know, I mean, have you die, and then I'm not allowed to 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 help out or be part of any sort of, you know. Yeah, because that's, that's fucked up something. shit. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, so I I think. Yeah, I think I think a good document is going to be needed to be written up, right, and sent to the appropriate people. And I know in my head exactly who needs to who needs the document, right? I've got you know my best friend who's out here. Clearly, you would need it. I've got my closest friends in San Diego who would need that. And and frankly, I think it needs to go to my ex-wife and and my the mother of my child, just so that she's aware this is what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And the flip side of that, interestingly, is is when you've been married for so long, you know, clearly there's one person who's always that next of kin. Well, legally, she's not. The only next of kin that I have in this case is my child, who is a minor. So it's not like a doctor is going to call her and say, oh, by the way, your dad's in the hospital because she's, she's a minor. They, they, right. You know, what, what, is, what is she going to or, or, or supposed to do? So never having been in this situation, it's it's an interesting thought experiment to think, well... What, well, you don't think about these things because... They're never going to happen. Right. Or, right. I mean, if they do happen, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. dead. Like, yeah. what, what you oh, well, sorry, It only guys. happens once, you Just know? Just yourselves, I'm out. <laughs> you know? No, but that's that's that's... It's, it's good to think about. It's good to contemplate. And I think that's, I think that's the strategy I'm going to use. And I don't, I don't, you know, I'm certainly not, um, you know, concerning myself with this 24 seven or, or, you know, um, being a, a worry war about what's going to happen to you. But, but it does cross my mind. It is something that's very important. I mean, you know, how like, death positive I am, you know, how like, I, everybody should know what they want to do with their bodies after you die. That's right. Um, who's going to be in charge of, of, of that? You know, you need to spell that information out to your loved ones, either in writing, telling them in person, whatever it is, because it's, it, it's very important. Um, and it helps your loved ones mourn properly, I think. I would agree. My, my, I'm the oldest of six and my, my fifth youngest brother passed away, um, while, serving as a missionary in South America and that process just, just from, from a, a procedural level, the process of, of getting him home was extraordinarily difficult from, from everything from, from being scammed, which we were to, were you really? Oh yeah. Absolutely scammed. Did you guys lose money? Oh yeah, a oh, lot of money. Shit. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Yeah, let's let's just say and uh, that the, the local governments in some third world countries are not quite on the up and up, and wow. <laughs> it it happens. So unfortunately, uh, that that situation was really difficult. Clearly for my mom, clearly for my brothers, and and whatnot. And I, I bring this up because. With, with the right kind of documentation and the right kind of communication to your loved ones, those kinds of things don't have to be as difficult as they can be if you're not saying what you want to happen. My brother, 
he was young. It was it was not expected. So he didn't have any kind of, of directions that he wanted us to follow. Frankly, my brother was pretty chill about that kind of stuff anyway. His his religious faith led him to believe that it really wasn't that big of a deal. So just do what you need to do. Well, I've got another brother who feels very, very strongly that he wants a place to be buried so that his daughters can go to visit him. Mm-hmm. He finds that important. I think that's that's very cool. That's not necessarily the way that I'm going to go about things, but if that's what my brother wants to do, that's that's nice. Look, my, my grandmother's buried in the cemetery, my, my, um, my biological father, my uncles, they're all buried in the same place. So you can go and you can visit and you can pay your respects and do the thing. My brother wants that for him and his family, and I think that's important. My, my younger brother, the, the, the one who, who passed away in South America, he was just like, yeah, whatevs. Or maybe he did have an idea what he wanted done and didn't tell us because he just we just didn't have that right. But then that that kind of leaves all of you, you know, going well. Maybe he wanted this. Well, maybe he wanted right. that. And then you know, I'm not you know, arguments can can happen and 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 you know, disagreements. Well, no, I think he would want it this way. No, I think he yeah. would want it this way. Thankfully, you know? in in this particular case. Not to get too morbid about the subject, but but. Cremation while overseas is and was for us the easiest way to to, to manage that. Yeah. It was. So in that instance it, it worked it it I say it worked out. It was a horrific experience, but in that moment, it, you know, that's the decision that we had to make. I think there's something to be said for making sure that we're following people's last wishes. Because, you know, in, in my mind, I, th- I think, well, yeah, I'm gone. What does it really matter what happens? But it's it's one last way to respect the person that you've loved this, this you know, for this, this portion of your life to just do that thing correctly. You can go to sleep at night going, you know what? He would have been happy with that. She would have been happy with that. Yeah, it's almost like the, the, the last thing you can do for them, you know, right. the, the last favor you can do for them. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Yeah, I think that's important. So if, if you haven't gone over that documentation or that, that conversation with your loved ones, have it. Don't avoid it because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. If your partner knows what you want, they know how to contact the people that matter. That's the important thing. That doesn't mean that if you're in the hospital with something that's not fatal, that I'm not going to lose my shit because I can't come out here and take care of you. Right. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think about that as well. I'm like, well, what happens if he gets ill and he's in the hospital? You know, I'm, 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 I mean, I wanted to be there. Yep. I wanted to be there helping you. I, I had a trip planned and I wanted to keep it. And you're like, you can't come here. And I'm like, I don't, you know, part of me is like, I don't care if I get it. I just need to be there to help you. I mean, you were in a rough spot oh, with bad. that. And that mm-hmm. was, um, that was hard. That was really, really hard. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to have to do that again. <laughs> if those kinds of things happened, I would, I would think that we would be on the next plane. So okay. oh, 100%. If, if let's, let's say, I don't know, pick, pick anything that's not like a, you know, pandemic related communicable, communicable disease. And <laughs> we're on a plane, right? It's like, oh damn, my person needs me. I'm out. All right. My appendix burst. You See, know? I'm on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just I mean, and I think um, on my end, you know, my kids and my ex, they would all be understanding of that and and be more than happy to accommodate me, accommodate us. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. How's your knee, baby? You know what? Speaking of 
aches and pains Getting and illnesses. Yeah. So I'm at work a couple, three, four weeks ago. Yeah, was it that long ago? Yeah, about three weeks ago. I'm I'm literally out in the parking lot. I'm directing traffic because we're opening a, a travel center, a gas station, and here's my ass out in the parking lot, just like directing people to go to certain you know gas pumps because we had to test that shit. And um, just one small little you know turn that didn't seem like it was you know going to be a big deal. And ever since then, it's it's been super sore. So I'm wearing a knee brace and doing the thing, and I'm laying down and I'm stretching it out and I'm you know I'm taking Advil and yeah. Another reason we've been in bed for the better part of three to four days. But let's not try to fool anybody. We would have been here anyway. All right, fine. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> but we can blame it on me this time. Oh, you lazy fox! No, 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 no. I'm injured. My knee hurts. I gotta lay down bed. My mom had a uh, she had a, a pretty pretty major surgery when I was I would say I don't know mid teens or so man she milked that shit for years <laughs> she'd be like oh I had a bleepity bleep you need to you need to bring me some toast <laughs> mom it's been eight years I, I think I might do that too though it's great you can totally use that <laughs> my mom did and if you're listening hi mom you know you did it. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. You know you did that shit. Come on now. Great. So, okay, but back to back to business. So that's that's what we wanted to discuss with everybody today. If you if you have suggestions about how to handle this kind of a situation. I'm not talking about the the the, you know, end of life stuff. I think I think everybody needs to have an understanding of what they want to do there and they need to talk to their partner. But for those of you in in long distance relationships, how are you how do you manage this? How do you how do you handle the idea that that emergency is going to come? Are you the person that you're that's going to get contacted when they contacted you or when they contact you? What the hell can you do about it? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? Who are you going to call? Have you have you thought through those things? If there is strife in your interpersonal relationships with other extra family members, do you have the ability and wherewithal to say, hey, I know there's beef, but you need to know X has happened. Yeah. That's really, really important. It's extremely yeah. important. Yeah. So think about those things. Let us know what you guys have done. And uh, look, I'm all ears. This is not just a, you know, request for feedback just to, you know, get likes and clicks. This is a, hey, really, how do you guys do this? What, what, do, what do you do in this space? I'm all ears. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially those of you who are international. We know some folks who are, you know, international right now. And, you know, you're dealing with, you're dealing with the, the European government versus a North African government versus, uh, you know, what, what do you do? How do you handle those kinds of things? So we definitely, we definitely want to hear from you guys for sure. Yeah. But on a lighter note, something lighter. Oh, oh goodness. What should we talk about now? Let's see. This is why we need notes, baby. We're winging it. We're in I bed. know. We always wing. I'm, hey, we're chill. We're, we're super it. chill. Um, any, any new music you've been listening to or anything that's a good question that's a really good question i'm i'm super into lcd sound system right now yeah that dude's pretty goddamn talented mm -hmm. yeah the, he, they, they've uh, 
I've just been like chowing down all of their all of their albums. That's that's pretty dope music. That's that's really good. And I'm would absolutely love to see them live. Um one of these days. Sounds they like- had like four they had four back to back uh Brooklyn shows scheduled for I think this upcoming March and they all got scrubbed because of COVID. Right. Um which is bullshit. Like Wear a mask, I'm so over people. this. I'm so fucking over Fuck, this. Wear your mask and get your we were supposed to, we were supposed to go to Montreal um, for an overnight yeah. uh, for Valentine's Day, and that didn't happen because we can't get into the country. And well, we can, but it, we have to jump through some like ridiculous hoops. It's not a rip on Canada. I understand that they're protecting themselves and their people. They have no, to. Can, can, Canada doesn't want us. Canada yeah. does not. Want we love you, Canada. Them. I know. We we there's there's someone in Winnipeg who listened to the, the podcast. Someone in Vancouver. I love Canada. Someone in Montreal. I, I I would love to visit Canada. Canada's dope. Yeah. But Canada requires 72 hours prior to prior to entering the country. You have to have an antigen test, a negative antigen test. You can't have a rapid test. It's got to be. That. The one that you send away and it takes like four to anywhere yes. from like four to 10 days to get the results and back. If we're being totally honest, the fact that we tried to wing it and just kind of go on a whim rather than planning it was how we failed. The only reason that I that I thought that that would be OK was because the last time I checked, which was probably a week ago, all the documentation that I could find was you you needed um uh, proof of vaccination um, or a negative COVID test to get in. And I no longer. No, I That's mean, okay. it changes day to day. So, um, yeah, it's kind of we biffed that on our end, but I just didn't think that it was going to be so ridiculous to get into Canada. Anyways, one of these days, Canada, we're coming for you. That's right. Hopefully in the springtime or the summertime, that'd be really cool. What we want to do is we want to take that. There, there's this supposedly beautiful drive up through New Hampshire and Vermont into, you know, across the border and into the Montreal area. I think that would just be amazing to do that. Mm-hmm. It will be amazing. Maybe in the fall. When we can get into the country. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I tell you. <laughs> Come on, Canadian government. We love you, Canada. Let us in. Please. Right. I need some poutine. Yes. Fucking gravy, dude. Mm-hmm. Gravy and French fries and cheese curds. Whoever made that needs a Nobel Prize. The Canadian made it. Right? I mean, or the French, whatever. I don't know. What is the history of the poutine? We shall find out. I'm going to read up on this now. (laughs) You got to jujel it. I got to jujel it? Jujel it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, What else is going on? What else do we have pending? Is there anything coming down the pike that you're excited about? Um, I'm taking my daughter to California for 4th of July. That's my, right. My, um, my besties always have a big 4th of July party at their house and they haven't, they haven't seen my daughter in about five years and they're going to flip their lid when they see her. It's going to be, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing everybody's like eyes bug out when they see my daughter. Yeah, that'll be cool. Cause, um, she is, she's not a little girl anymore. Um, so I'm excited about that. She's gonna, I think she's, um, it's gonna be a good trip for me and her just, you know, mom and daughter time, mom and daughter time. And, um, you know, she'll be able to see where, um, I stay when I'm out there, you know, because I'm out there a lot without them, you know, (laughs) 
And um, where's my mom going? Is it safe? Right. Is it cool? What's going on there? There's always that little uncertainty, and that'll go a long way towards alleviating her fears. Absolutely. So that'll be good. Yeah, and I think we're. Um, I mean, this is a ways off, and I don't even know if it's going to happen. But I think we're planning a Disney World trip for early December. So that'll be right. good too. Yep. Yeah. And then I'm looking into coming out here for the holidays. Yes. So we've yeah. we got ourselves some travel plans. Yeah. Unlike Carrie and Robert, who are going to this place and that place, and then that place again, then another place, then another place again, home for three days, back to the other place, all while juggling their full time jobs. And they're doing it with a plum, dude. And they're they're handsome folks, and they're <laughs> they're holding their shit together. They're it's just like, the whole package, got man. All of it, and right. I'm super jealous. And they're like. Fitting in like eight to ten hour tattoo sessions, <laughs> just like we had this. These had, people are my heroes. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we, we we had like a like, you know, we hung out with them on Zoom for a couple hours the other day, just just chatting. And that was the first time that we'd done it as couples. We've done it like you know individually, just to say, hey, what's up? You had met them when they were in town. Um, I talked with with Robert individually and Carrie individually, but this is the first time that the four of us got together and just kind of did something like that. And yeah, kind of cool. It's nice. We should do that more often. I agree. In this world of pandemics, even though we're kind of getting out of it, do that shit, people. Yeah. Take time. That was nice. Yeah, very good stuff. So with that, I think that's pretty much where we're at for episode nine. There- yeah, I just wanted to do I, I wanted to do a podcast in bed. So And we've done it. We got really fucking morbid on this one. But we Well, no, it could have got way worse. Yes, it could have, but really the, the last, the last question that, that we should probably ask, right. While, while we're here is that we've got, we've got a ring light over there. Mm-hmm. We've got a ring light there. We've got a camera right there. We've got these microphones right here. What are we going to do with all this equipment once we're done with the podcast? Are you suggesting we make a porn? <gasps> no. Oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> Everything's set up. Let's just, you know, let's, let's just bang one out. Make okay. some money. Make some porn money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in scene. You guys be cool. We're out. Bye, Talk guys. Bye. <laughs>